Welcome to the Cruising and Campfires podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Crossland, a non-outdoorsy but wildly camping-obsessed mom. I created this podcast as a way to connect with other camping-loving families just like ours who might not always feel the most equipped for that hardcore adventuring you often see. It's here that I share my personal experiences, my personal lessons learned, and also interview other travelers who have exciting stories to tell. Let's dive in. On today's episode, I'm talking to Audrey Withicombe from Outdoorsy Families. She is here to talk about going out with your family in all types of weather. She lives with her two kiddos in Minnesota, and her family will do all sorts of camping. So you're going to hear experiences of boat camping with kids in Minnesota. You're going to hear experiences of using their camper as a ski lodge. It's such a fun story, so make sure you listen to the end for that one. And you're also going to hear stories of just your regular old tent camping, which is never, ever regular or old, as you probably know because you're listening to this podcast. Audrey is a mom, a wife, and an absolute lover of the outdoors, and she is here to help you and your kids get outside and enjoy it. Go and follow her as you're listening to this podcast at Outdoorsy Families, and you're going to find stories from parents just like myself and plenty of others with lots of tips for getting outside and the big, beautiful adventures that happen when you step out the door. Hey, Audrey, thank you so, so much for coming on. I'm really, really excited to talk to you because we have such a similar mission and such a similar interest of getting families to inspiring them to get outside and want to take their kids with them and explore and maybe do things a little bit differently. And so I was extra excited to have you on because you, when you messaged me and we started to message back and forth, like you have such a compelling story. So can you just start by first off explaining your camping style to everybody? Okay, sure. So I'm Audrey with the come and yeah, I'm, I run outdoorsy families, which is also a podcast and blog. And, um, so my husband and I have camped in a lot of different ways. We do a lot of different camping styles. Um, so we do boat camping from our motorboat. We've camped in our, from our canoe, we backpacked to hot springs and spent like a whole week just soaking in hot water. Um, and this was all pre-kid. And we also obviously always have done car camping, but now that we have kids, and especially with COVID happening, we actually bought a camper. That's a 1973 vintage camper. And it was pretty cheap. We were looking for a deal and we got one, um, but it had pretty good bones. And it was like previously used as like a hunter's, like, I don't know, retreat. I don't know what you'd call it when you go hunting in the woods with your family and you bring an old camper with you. So they had removed the bathroom. and actually we live in Northern Minnesota. So we wanted to use it in the winter. And so what we were looking for was actually for something that could be a dry camper, just because we did not want to deal with the potential for water leaks and water lines breaking in the really cold weather. So we gutted the rest of the interior as far as like any other water and we've made it a completely dry camper. Um, which is pretty unique to most people who have a camper. They want to have running water in their camper and we don't have that, but we're so used to camping like in tents and that it didn't feel too hard to make that switch to being in a camper and not having running water. That's so interesting to me. So you, you'll basically, 
I say it's so interesting because we've had at our house, we live in Arizona. So obviously polar opposite weather schemes. And we, (laughs) one time we found ourselves wanting to go to Northern Arizona. It was for spring break and actually have a podcast episode about this, but it was for spring break. And, um, we kept watching the weather come in and it was like this cold front, but it wasn't just cold front. There was lots of snow. It was like a blizzard rolling in. And we're just thinking, do we cancel? 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 And we decided not to. And I'm so glad that we didn't because it's one of our best trips. Um, just most memorable, you know, but one of our big things was that the water bursting. So if we had followed your lead, (laughs) maybe try the dry camping. How do you, did then you just bring in the the bottled water? Is that how it works or? So what we have is like a big jug, basically it's, I think it's like 10 gallon. It's like a 10 gallon jug that we got at, um, it's like an outfitter kind of store in Salt Lake city where we used to live. And we use that for camping, like car camping, tent camping, um, and we've even brought that like boat camping too. So that was what we were already used to using. And so we just bring that inside our camper and put it just on the counter. Okay, good. And so you treat that- it like your tent camping or boat camping. Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. But then you have the roof over your head. Do you have heat? Do you guys heat the camper still? We do. Yes. Yes. We have <laughs> propane for sure. That was another thing that we definitely needed. I mean, it can get really cold in Northern Minnesota. We haven't done winter camping when it's been like super cold, but I mean, it was below zero when we were sleeping in it. So, uh, we did definitely want to have, you know, at least our propane running and also an electric, like little space heater. Yes, for sure. I can only imagine we, um, we did something. (laughs) I mean, I think 40 degrees is cold. And so we went camping last December and it was only like 40 degrees at night, but we could not run our generator overnight because I mean, it's obviously like common courtesy, even though we were dry camping, there were still people close enough around that we did not want to just be running our generator all night. And also it's kind of cool not to run your generator all night because you can hear the wildlife and everything. So for us though, we, I don't know if we just didn't have enough battery power or what, and maybe you can answer what I'm hoping you can answer for me for my next camping <laughs> trip. Cause we're coming up on winter is how do you make it through the night then? Because you'd probably have to be running your heater all the time. Right. Like I feel like we kept ours pretty chilly, but enough just to like take the edge off, but zero mm-hmm. degrees is I, well, and I honestly, I feel like my husband would better know that, but I'm, I'm not sure how, sorry. I'm not sure how our, our propane heater even works. Uh, I mean, I know we have enough propane and obviously we need, but we don't have a generator to run it off of. So I guess oh, it just okay. lasts off the battery. Just fine. I mean, maybe it's cause it's a vintage camper too. I'm, <laughs> I don't know the technical details of how my husband has figured that out. <laughs> But we also, when we, I would not know the answer either, if it makes you feel better. So, (laughs) (laughs) but when we have camped, um, in the winter too, and actually whenever, anytime we use our camper, we camp at a campground that has electricity. Um, so we also are just have our space heater plugged in to the electricity from the campground. Um, we feel like if we're going to stay in a campground now, we'll use the camper, but if we're not going to stay in a campground, we'll just tent camp. So interesting. Oh, I like that. So how is your tent set up? If I can ask, like, do you guys have the cots off the ground? Do you have lots of padding on the ground? 
So we, when we tent camp, we have two different tents. Actually, we have three, but one is a two person. So it's kind of out of commission right now that we're now a family of four. Uh, But when we are camping as a family of four, if we're going pretty far out, we bring our four person tent just because it's easier to to carry. And we'll use just like thermarests to sleep on and sleeping bags. If we're car camping and staying like right by the car, we have an eight person tent and we set up air mattresses. So it's a little more comfortable. And then we'll also often, and this is one of my camping tips I had prepared, we bring sheets and blankets and make it feel a little more like home instead of sleeping in sleeping bags. So we're kind of set up for all sorts of different adventures and our packing list just kind of depends on what we have planned and how far we're getting out and you know what we're trying to get out of the trip. So it kind of varies just based on the adventure. I love that you brought up your packing list because that's one of the things that I hear is probably the most stressful. I think for families is the preparation. And one of the things that deters some people from wanting to go camping, I talk to a lot of people who are like, I could never go camping. I could never do it. I don't like to be uncomfortable. It just seems like too much work just to go on vacation, but it's not when you get the hang of it. And so for you, when you're, I I'm only an RV camper. We want to do tent camping when our kids get a little bit older. I'm not that brave yet. Maybe soon we will do tent camping with our littles, but we, I have like, now I have my routine. And when we first got our RV, like I was always on Pinterest and I was looking everywhere for, for these RV checklists. Now I've made my own because I've taken all those different ones and like put them together. But for you, it's different because I think you have a tent trip, you have a boat trip, you have how, like you were saying, like you have a long, however long you're going out. Is it hard for you to make your camping list? Or do you have any tips you can give like about how to make a packing list, make it feel a little bit easier? Gosh, I feel like once again, this is something that my husband's really good at. My husband is, his degree is in recreation and his profession, he's a camp director. Um, And then prior to that, he's also like led a lot of trips and guided a lot of, and in a lot of different businesses. And so he's the kind of the mastermind behind all that. And (laughs) he has a very detailed list of what we need depending on each situation. Uh, So he just, is really the one who will prep everything. Honestly, as far as like that stuff, I take care of the kitchen. He takes care of like all of the tents and all of the gear he thinks that we're going to need for each situation. So it's his degree. I mean, he like went to school for this, so he's like a master at it. I need to actually get him to make some lists for me for outdoorsy families is actually in the works because he is so good at it. Yeah. Well, let me know when that's live, because I'm curious about it too. Cause I'm not great with the gear, but I'm also like you, like I'm, I'm basically the interior. So I make sure that like, we've got everything stocked and yet I'll still forget things like a can opener, but try and make, yeah. make sure everything is stocked. Make sure we have enough paper towels, make sure I have enough toilet paper, like the things you absolutely need. And then also I try and pack everything for the kid. I don't try. I do pack everything for the kids. And that to me, I think is your big focus is like keeping the kids, not only well-dressed like for the weather, but then also so they have fun and they are enjoying being outside. They're not like, mom, when can we go home and have whatever, like tablet time or whatever. Do you have any tips for Like how, how do your, what are your kids' favorite activities? I shared a reel just now about from you with like some different activities, 
but um, I am sure you can talk through a few other activities your kids love. Okay, well, I mentioned that we live at a summer camp, and so I feel like we have a great advantage of having a lot of quality outdoor time already. Uh, so when we're outside, my kids really like to, and they're, I should mention that they're like toddler age, they're almost two and almost four. So to give you a perspective on what we like to do, because it's definitely toddler related. So they really like digging in the dirt. So whether we're playing outside at home or we're going on a camping trip, something I always bring is a bucket and shovels and just, you know, even like those sand toys that they can fill up with dirt or sand or whatever they can find. They're just really happy digging. Uh, so that's one simple thing that we always like to play outside. And then another thing that they would love to do, especially my son right now is riding his balance bike. So that's something also that we always, anywhere we go, whether we're even just going on a hiking trail or whatever, we have the balance bike packed in the car because uh, it's an essential item right now. Uh, we also just love being out on the water. We live in Minnesota, like I mentioned, so there's a lot of lakes. And so just even for little kids, just splashing around, playing like little water games. Like we have this one that we play at camp called dribble, dribble, drop, where you just pour a little bit of water on, on each person's head in a circle. And then eventually one person gets the whole bucket poured on them. And then you chase each other and so just oh, fun, fun. activities. I try to not bring a lot of toys when we go camping and when we do outdoor things, just because I think that there's so many different interesting things that they can find in nature to play with too. So, you know, even just like playing with sticks or checking out bugs and, you know, seeing my kids even like to identify like trees, which is funny because they're so little, but um, my dad's an arborist, so I know a lot of different tree types. So we'll just identify trees. We'll also identify like tracks we find. So we just try to keep it pretty simple and not bring a lot of toys. I think that's really good. It's all about the simplicity. And I think anytime our kids are three and five years old, so we're not too far apart from you. And every time we've tried to like make it make something like make a game or give them a game to play or something like that, they'll turn it into their own anyway. So why not start with something really mm -hmm. simple, like you said, and let them let their imaginations take flight and just start, you know, exploring on their own and finding new ways for themselves to explore. So I love the dribble, dribble drop. I've never heard of it. it sounds like duck, duck, goose, but with water, <laughs> I'm a hundred percent going to try playing that. <laughs> Do you have any yeah. of the other, of like those types of camp style games that are fun? This one my son loves right now um, is called Wampum. It sounds a little worse than it actually is, but uh, he loves to play it with my husband. And it's basically you take a pool noodle and you cut it in half and you basically like play tag with it instead of like touching each other. Um, you just tap each other with the pool noodle. Um, and I don't know, I think just adding that little piece of plastic just makes it really exciting for him because it feels almost like he's playing swords or something. So he's really into that right now too. <laughs> That's fun. When you said the name, I was thinking of something like you're whacking something on the ground, but instead I can see this working really well. Cause I've got two boys who have such a love hate relationship and they would love to go at mm. each other with pool noodles and I can just sit back <laughs> and let them. That sounds Awesome. I'm definitely going to try that too. That's really, really fun. 
Um, any other yeah, camp cheap and easy entertainment? Yes, exactly. Off the top of my head, I can think of a lot for bigger groups, but another one for like a smaller group would be if you know the song Down by the Banks, um, just singing that and playing together. It, you'll have to look at, I'm not a good singer, so I don't. Yeah, I know. That's fun. We can definitely look that up. That's awesome. <laughs> Down by the Banks. It's just and basically then... like, a, like a game where one person gets out if, if like their hand clap lands. Um, at the right time. So, oh yeah, I, I remember playing that and I've totally forgotten until yeah. right now. That's a fun one. I'm definitely <laughs> going to be trying that one too. Awesome. We like going on bear hunts yeah. and that's like the same kind of a thing to like to that song going on a bear hunt. You can also look that one up on Spotify. Mm-hmm. I will not sing it for you on the podcast either, but you can go and look it up. <laughs> so do your kids go with you boat camping too? Do they go, they do all the kinds of camping with you, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah. So, um, a week from tomorrow, we are headed to Voyagers National Park, which is basically a water access only national park. You really have to have a boat to be able to get anywhere. And we're going to be camping on uh, at three different spots on different islands for six nights. Uh, so we're going to boat out and camp for six nights. Obviously, this is not going to be an RV trip. This is going to be tent camping and pretty comfortable tent camping just because we're going to be out so long. My husband's like, we're definitely bringing the air mattress and the eight person tent with the bug screen. And so it should be a pretty big adventure. We haven't camped that long with our kids yet. The longest we've done is three nights. So we're making a pretty big jump here. Yeah. Oh, that'll be so much fun. So do your kids sleep pretty well in the tent or how is, what's your bedtime routine? Like when you're camping? So my kids, first of all, sleep terribly anytime that we're away from home. It doesn't matter if it's a hotel or a tent or a camper, they sleep bad. So I'll, I'll give that preface now. Um, I follow the same bedtime routine that we have at home, which is just kind of your basic routine where you get in your jammies, you have a quick snack, brush your teeth, read books, have the white noise going, sing some songs, lay down. Like it's the exact same thing, but it's always like two hours after bedtime before they fall asleep. So, uh, yeah, I don't have a lot of tips for how to get over that, but we just feel like if that's the worst part of our trip, then our trip's still going to be pretty good. Oh, absolutely. And I hear that from so many people. So maybe there's not like a tip that's going to be like sprinkling magic dust, but you offer solidarity. And that to me is more valuable because so many parents (laughs) are like, why is it so easy for everybody else, but not for me? And that's not the case. And even people like yourself with your husband who has a degree in recreation and your dad was an arborist, like you're used to being outside and you understand nature and yet it can still be tricky and that's okay. And like you said, I just absolutely love that. It's totally okay. If that's the worst part of your trip, it's still pretty good. It's still pretty awesome. I also think that going to bed a couple hours later when you're camping, is totally acceptable, totally allowed and part of the experience. And so it's okay for them yeah. to get to stay up a little bit later. So I, I love your solidarity and your honesty. And I think that's refreshing and needed, especially <laughs> in this space with motherhood. So thank you for that. Thank yeah. you for that. Do you have any other camping trips for, or camping tips, trips or tips that you wanted to talk about or share well, with us? I think I will mention, I, I guess I didn't mention the whole reason why we got the camper is kind of a unique reason. 
So we are really big skiers. We love um, skiing as much as possible. When we lived in Utah, my husband would usually ski over a hundred days a year. And I usually get around 50. Uh, so, you know, we've always just loved being out skiing. And so as we've had kids, we also want to continue to make that a priority. And even though we're living in Minnesota where there's not as good downhill skiing, there's still some like relatively close by. So with COVID happening, um, we didn't feel comfortable using the lodges and a lot of lodges also were closed to just people like hanging out in the lodge because typically what we would do before COVID is we would kind of find a comfortable spot kind of tucked away in the lodge. And then we just kind of, one of us would hang out there while the other one took turns skiing and just make that our spot for the day. But obviously that wasn't going to work, but we still wanted to continue to ski as a family uh, despite COVID happening. So we got the camper so that we could have a mobile ski lodge and like a safe napping place and a safe spot for us to all hang out. And it has been such an awesome, fun uh, space to have because we've been able to make it kind of our own and customize it how we need it. So we do have like blackout curtains so that they can nap. And honestly, they nap in there way better than they do falling asleep at night. And I, I don't know why that is, but I'll take it because toddlers need their naps, especially my kids. So <laughs> it is serving that purpose well. And we're usually able to get both kids napping while one of us goes and skis and the other one stays in the lodge or our lodge stays in the camper while, uh, while they're napping. And even though COVID's like opening, like things are opening up as COVID's kind of slowing down, uh, we're definitely going to continue to use the camper and bring it out with us on ski days, just because it is so fun to have that space for ourselves to hang and chill. Oh, absolutely. It's your lodge on wheels. I think that's so fun. So much fun. And I love that your kids will still nap in the, in the lodge on wheels. I almost said the camper, but I like calling it the lodge. (laughs) I use that. So that's, that's perfect. I like that you, um, I like that you shared the story behind it. Cause it's not just a set of wheels for you guys, but it's truly like your second home and your kids are growing up in it, which is awesome. And that just, you guys are doing such a great job. So thank you for sharing all these tips with us and tell us where we can find you to find more of you. I already know, but tell everybody else who's listening. (laughs) So you can follow outdoorsy families at Instagram at outdoorsy.families. That's usually where I hang out the most as far as online goes. And then I also have my podcast, Outdoorsy Families, which is found anywhere you're finding your podcast. So if you're listening to this one, you can find mine too. And then um, outdoorsyfamilies.com. I have blog tips and um, just the podcast episodes from there too. And hopefully I'll have some um, camping checklists up soon too. Yeah, that would be great. It's always a work in progress, always evolving, which is exactly how everything should be just continuously growing. So thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it so much. You're welcome. I absolutely loved my conversation with her. She is so much fun to talk to because she gets it and she's so down to earth and so real. After we stopped recording, we continued to talk a little bit longer and she was telling me how Um, She said, you know, I'm sorry, I'm going to work on getting that checklist. I said, please don't be sorry, because the reason why it's so important that we have these moments of solidarity and these clarity moments where it's not so scripted is because it helps each other feel like 
we can still go camping without knowing all the gear, without knowing how to go and have a recreation degree. There are so many opportunities for us to hit the road. If you go and follow her at on Instagram at outdoorsy.families, check out her podcast, which is under the same podcast listener that you're listening to this one on. And if you go and visit her website at www.outdoorsyfamilies.com, you're going to find tons of tips. She's going to be making those checklists together with her husband soon. There's going to be so many great things, but you already got so many great things just from this one episode. I now know that I did. I have some new games to try with our kids next time we go camping, and I've got some new goals to try and go camping more in the snow. I've never thought about using our, our trailer and framing it like it's our ski lodge. It's such a fun thing, and I love that they've done that. So go and follow her. And, and then go tag both of us whenever you do go out and go camping, maybe using your camper as a ski lodge, or maybe in a moment where you go and play one of those games like drop, drop, dribble with your kids. If you can do that, then we would love to see it. We'd love to reshare it for you. And we'd love to um, just cheer you on in your own camping journey. 